0: That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Jono, are you ready? I am ready. Excellent. Well, I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Jono Bacon is an author, speaker, and commentator on community strategy and leadership. He wrote the leading book on community management, People Powered. He is the founder of The Primary conference conference for community leadership and he's keynoted over 40 conferences around the world excited to have you on john tell us a little bit about your personal life some more about your work and why you do what you do
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I appreciate it. Um, So I'm I'm incredibly passionate about communities. And it really started out back in 1998, when uh, my brother came uh, to live with us for a couple of weeks, he was living in the US. And he introduced me to this technology platform called Linux. And I was running Microsoft Windows at the time. And I was a bit annoyed with it. And he told me about this thing called Linux, which is basically an operating system for computers where people all over the world work together to build it. So it's not produced by one single organization. It's produced by thousands of volunteers around the world. And this just kind of switched a light bulb on for me. Whereas, you know, at the time back in the UK, you know, the internet was kind of growing and and starting to evolve a little bit. But the idea of people being digitally connected and building something that they would share in, I thought was fascinating. And I basically focused my career and my life on trying to understand every nuance of how that works. It's an interesting mixture of psychology, of technology, of workflow, of incentives. And that's really what I've been focused on.
0: Got it. And you've certainly had an impact in, in, in everything that you've been doing, obviously. <laughs> so so I appreciate that. Mm. H- how do you view... An, obviously it's, 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 it's your life's work. Uh, but how do you view sort of the, the current state of, of, of people, of, of, of the, of the average worker? And I I guess it's a huge loaded question, but I, I I think that we're feeling extremely disconnected right now.
1: Yeah. I think, I think we're going through some interesting, um, some interesting changes, uh, if you look at the relationship that people have with with their workplace with their brands with the with the with the projects that they they're connected to they've kind of gone through different eras um so for example in the early stages people would have the relationship with brands i think is, is somewhat insightful you know you basically you go you buy something and that will be it and you connect to the organization through their customer service number and then what happened is organizations were focused a lot more on getting um, awareness and education out about what they were doing. So through digital media, social media, um, blogging online advertising and things such as that and I think in recent years There's been an acknowledgement that people want more than that and um, you know I mean 85% of Millennials for example have got a smartphone and this is an this is a, a Generation that's growing up surrounded by technology and fundamentally social technology So I think what's happening is that um, you know people have, have reacted to that we've seen the explosion of social media But now we're in a situation where everybody's got a megaphone and everybody's got an opportunity to have an opinion and to share that Opinion. And the result of that, of course, is that you get a dopamine hit, right? We all know what it's like. You post something on Facebook or Twitter, and it gets a whole bunch of likes and it feels good. And we like that. Sure. And we like the validation. So I think we're uh, we're going through this process of technology is becoming fundamentally more social. And that's because we as a species are social. We are better together in groups. Um, I mean, if you look at some of the success stories, the many success stories of communities around the world, you know, Oracle, SAP, Harley-Davidson, all of these organizations have built really powerful communities. But there is, of course, a negative element to this as well, is that we can get into groups and uh, for destructive forces. But I think as as a general rule, it's a very positive outcome. But we're still figuring the balance of this out. I'm fundamentally uh, an optimist when it comes to the human condition, because I think generally people are good. Um, and what's happening is I think in the same way that you, you, you know, you see these pop stars, they become super famous very quickly or people who win the lottery and they, they just, they they come into a lot of wealth, whether it's in terms of money or whether it's in terms of something else, such as recognition and, 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 a, and a megaphone, people just don't know how to react to that. And I think we're, we're gradually evolving into people understanding how they, how they deal with that.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I I think that you're right. It's, you know, to your point we have been given this huge megaphone and all of a sudden the entire world is at our fingertips and the ability to interact with anybody, theoretically speaking, interact or sort of interact with people. And I don't think that our brains are, are (laughs) maybe haven't figured it out or we haven't been taught how how to handle it. But I do think that also, I think that you're right, that that we're going to come out the other end. Um, But we we need to be intentional
1: about it. I think if you look at at human history, the pendulum the pendulum tends to swing too far in one direction. Um, and then it swings back a little bit. And this is how I think society has formed and has evolved over the years is we find, for example, a, a problem. We we identify an issue in the world and then the pendulum swings too far in one direction. Then it starts to swing uh, further back. And and that's how we generally find the balance of, of society and how it operates. And I think that's happening right now. Like most people, um, have never been put in a situation where they have, for example, you know, this many people who care about what they say. Um, A lot of people don't necessarily know the best way in which they should resolve conflict or resolve issues. And we do see, I think some people, they will take more of a outrage culture, cancel culture approach to things. And some people will take a much more nuanced approach to things. And I think part of that is that we're finding a certain element of safety in numbers. Like we've seen a a tremendous, I think. Movement in the in, in in terms of diversity and inclusion, which is fantastic. And we should be seeing that and I think one element of that was people were getting together and identifying, okay, well, we are seeing these systematic systematic issues in terms of equality. And then that's built a confidence in numbers and people have handled that in you know, and, and, and approached that in different ways. So, you know, I think it all balances out in the end.
0: Yeah, I think that that's an awesome point right there that uh, all the things like like me too and just right. the, the list goes on and on. You you're you're 100% right. People thought well maybe it was just me, but then all of a sudden they're able to find people other people online and it's become a movement and and change right. happens. So, appreciate that. It's,
1: it, it's tricky as well because I think <clears throat> one thing that the the that society again is and of course we have different societies around the world that we're figuring out is when is the right time to go big, to go nuclear. And you know i think for example without getting too political the the, the greta thunberg example is, mm. what is interesting to me because um on one hand i'm generally the kind of person where i i try to use um every avenue possible to resolve an issue to you know to find consensus and to solve a problem before kind of going nuclear i guess you could say um but i think we've identified that sometimes the nuclear option is the only option and uh and of course, what happens, that's, you know, again, the pendulum swinging is that sometimes if we keep seeing people going nuclear, some people will think, okay, well, the first thing we should do is to go nuclear, right? And so again, I think this is part and parcel of how do we move society forward? How do we build diversity? How do we build inclusion? How do we solve these these challenges in the world, but in a way that is as measured as possible and using the tools that we've got available to us ourselves?
0: Got it. Yeah. So it's it's important to be considering this for the biggest issues like climate change. Yeah. But then also you, you you mentioned some great companies who've done a great job. And from yep. a from an organization or a, um a company standpoint, it seems to me pretty obvious why a company would want to foster a great community and its clients and then internally with its people, but can you think of reasons why they wouldn't?
1: Why they wouldn't want to have a community? Yeah, I mean Yeah. I mean it, it definitely and I think there's there's elements of fear with this you know I mean for a lot of organizations you know they they have a very controlled environment right so You've got a hierarchy in play from the C suite down. Um, people report into into in, into specific departments, and there's there's processes and organizational design in how that company evaluates the market, builds products, and all of that is very firmly defined. And it varies from company to company, right? So, for example, in large financial institutions, often this is relatively locked down. It's very mm-hmm. very tightly controlled, but for example, in modern startups, uh, particularly in the technology world in Silicon Valley, then it can be much more freeform. Um, and, and again, there's, there's kind of two extremes to that. Um, so consequently, when you start building an external community, for example, there's an element of, or even an internal community, there's an element of loosening up that kind of that control And it's providing an opportunity for people to feed into the process that maybe couldn't feed in previously. Um, I'll give you an example. One of my earliest clients as a consultant was um, a large bank based in Europe. And uh, we were building an internal community there. And some members of the team were very, very critical of this, this idea, of this notion of a community, because they didn't want other people to get more visibility and therefore lose their compensation in their bonus. With it, with their bonus. So consequently, they they supported, you know, the sharing of information and people working together and reducing, you know, redundancy in terms of like, you know, uh, technology and whatever else. But when it came down to the bottom line of of their annual bonus, it was it was nerve wracking to them. So I think nerves and the fact that it's new and it's different. And particularly when you build a, a public community, there can be a fear of, um, you know, well, what if I put a foot wrong? I don't want to cause a, a PR disaster. I don't want to have an angry Twitter mob who's going to come after me because I did something. I made a mistake. And that can often give people kind of the heebie-jeebies to, to, to get started.
0: And and probably for good reason. It seems like, at least on in, in, in the world of Twitter today, which I need to remind myself is not the real world. It's certainly <laughs> a part of it. But that that, that, right. that, that that is sort of a fear in the back of probably a lot of people's minds because there's not a lot of grace. There's there's not a lot of leeway for people making errors, even from 10 right. years ago, if it comes out that I said something dumb, which I 100% did. <laughs> right, uh, right. So I, I, I can understand that. Um, is it... Mm. Is it incumbent upon the leadership of an organization to to say, "Hey, you know we 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 need open communication when we understand that it's not all going to be perfect because we're learning, or right. am I being too Pollyanna in thinking that?
1: I think a lot of this, so my philosophy here is, um, we tend to forget that human beings are animals. you know when you take away, <laughs> the screens and the computers and the cell phones and everything, we are fundamentally animals and we're creatures of habit and we're social creatures. And, um, psychologically what happens in communities is is that the ultimate kind of treasure of a community is building a sense of belonging that's when people feel part of something and 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 they're recognized as as like a fundamental piece of that of that community and that can happen in companies it can happen in families in you know local hobbyist communities and whatever else and what generates belonging is social capital right which is this unseen currency of not just the work that you do but the tonality in which you do that work um so you know for example you could go out there and say okay well we're going to build a community we're going to start you know this is the strategy that we've got and this is what we're going to do um and if you do good work then you will generate social capital and people will respect what you're doing but so much of it is that tonality and that approach and how you do it and and a lot of that frankly is just being receptive to feedback is accepting that we are going to make mistakes that this is a learning journey and that we want to carve out our community, uh, not just, you know, you know, five people sitting in a room, uh, making all the rules by themselves, but being a listener, you know, being collaborative. And I think if you look at the most successful businesses and you look at the most successful communities, they've done it in a very collaborative way. Like the way in which, you know, one of the things that I think, uh, a lot of companies have learned the hard way is that Sitting down and making a plan and basically either telling people or just convincing people to follow along with the plan doesn't generally work. What works is when you form the basis of a plan and then you help people to have skin in the game where they can feed into it. They can they can shape it themselves. They can see their own reflection in it. And a lot of this, you know, so when companies have come to me and they've said, like, I'm a little nervous about building a community because I might put a foot wrong and I might, you know, the Twitter world may be angry with me. A lot of that, like when when people are critical on Twitter or on social media, um, frankly, it's not just the decisions that people are making. I think the the way in which you can mitigate that is it's kind of the receptivity towards that feedback, you know, Um, like one of the finest things anyone can do. I think when when someone's critical of someone is to say, you know what? You make a really interesting point, and look at it from a slightly different angle. And look at it, even if they express that maybe with with you know, in a in a either in a tone deaf way or if they're just massively critical and 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 aren't looking at the full picture. Looking at like what is the genesis, what is the piece of insight that I can take away from that, even if it's if it's not particularly deftly communicated, is really valuable. So, you know, I think it is about learning, but um, that's why you know part of this is. If if you start a community and then and then and then people are are critical of it, I think the way in which you respond, the way in which you you garner that feedback, the way in which you adjust your strategy, it's not about giving in. It's just more about being a listener and being a collaborative participant.
0: Yeah, well, I think that that certainly makes a lot of sense. And is is an entity a company ever too big? Is it ever too small?
1: I don't think so. I mean, there is a, a, a resourcing question around this. Like when, you know, when I wrote my my new book, People Powered, um, what I put in there and one of the major goals for this book was to one explain just the sheer value of communities and what you can do, um, and not just in one sphere. Like there's amazing communities in in technology, in consumer products, in transportation, in gaming, in activism, all kinds of different places. Um, but then the second piece is, how do you then build out a strategy? And, and what are the pieces that you need to put in place? And I kind of present the approach that I've I've taken throughout my career. But of course, one element of that is, you know, it, at the end of the day, you need resources to be able to execute that strategy. And that's one of the pieces that, that's in the book, too. So, um the biggest challenge that most companies will face is not necessarily that they're too big or too small. It's more, do they have the resources to accomplish the goals that they're setting out with? You know, if you really want to build like a huge, like comprehensive community wrapped around your product, for example, then you need a, you may need a much bigger team to be involved in that. And it's whether you can make that commitment. But a lot of companies, and this is, I often recommend this to companies, is just start small, you know, have some part of somebody's time or have one person working on it um the risk that larger companies face more than smaller companies is that what they do is they hire a community manager and then they basically say that person's responsible for the community hmm. and it doesn't really work very well when you do that because you need to basically say to your, your 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 organization this community is part of what shapes what we do like you know everybody understands the value of our product and why that's important and the community these are the people who are buying the product these are the people who are using it so we need to prioritize them like the best companies don't just prioritize the you know the delivery of a great product they they, they, they consider the relationship with their customers a critical component of how they do it well uh, and that can be more difficult in a big company because you've got like middle managers and you know directives from executives can get stuck at middle managers because they've got all the responsibility and and none of the resources or the people on the ground don't have the 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 support that they need so you've got to be a little different in how you approach it with bigger companies but you can definitely do it
0: I think that's well said. Well, John, Savage Nation, is you ready for your difference-making tip? What do you have for them?
1: So this is what I would strongly recommend. Um, when I Everything we've talked about today, these are kind of big concepts, and there can be a lot of work, a lot of pieces that are involved in that. Um, and my tip here for the Savage Nation is to stick at whatever you want to do for si- 66 days. It takes about 66 days to build a habit, whether you want to quit smoking, whether you want to, well, smoking is a bit different (laughs) because that's an addictive property in there. But whether you want to get fit, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to build a community, whatever it might be. 66 days because what happens is if you, at the beginning of that 66 days it'll be very difficult you'll have to force yourself into thinking about it and making time for it and as you gradually do that every day for those 66 days it gradually becomes easy it becomes a habit it becomes more normal to you when i first moved to the u.s i had basically never exercised and my wife is a complete exercise fiend and i set myself the goal 66 days and lo and behold exercise is now just a normal part of my week in terms of what I do. So that would be the thing I would recommend. You can accomplish a lot by just saying, I'm going to stick at this for 66 days. It's going to be difficult, but I'll get there and it will get easier.
0: Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a Come on. Come on. Jono, <laughs> <Jonna>, thank you <laughs> thank so you. much. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and where can they get a copy of your book, People Powered?
1: So you can go to my website, which is JonoBacon.com. That's jono b-a-c-o-n dot uh, there's details on the book uh, on the website and uh, People Powered is going to be out on the 12th of November 2019 and uh, available from you know most uh, great bookshops Amazon and Walmart and wherever else so
0: excellent well Savage Nation if you enjoyed this as much as I did show Janna your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas go to jannobacon.com read all that great stuff that he produces and puts out there and also get a copy of People Powered starting on November the 12th. Thank you again, Jono.
1: Thank you, Sam. Thanks, George.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to George com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review.